And welcome to another episode of Point of More Returns. I'm your gracious co-host, the Masked Investor, and with me we have Wolfell. Wolfell, what's going on today? Hey, man, I'm good. How are things your way? I'm doing good. Appreciate you for asking. And on today's episode, uh, we have a friendly discourse that we and welfare have from time to time about if you're starting out, where should you start? Should you start off in buying real estate or should you direct your efforts and start off buying businesses? And so today we wanted to just kind of settle that debate once and for all, well, maybe not for all, but just have some lively spirited debate and give you, the listener, some things to consider as you go about embarking. If you may be bandering about this in your own uh, conversations as well. Uh, so I guess we'll kind of start off a uh, welfare. Talk to me. Tell me um, what 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 uh, why should we start looking at real estate investors before we invest in businesses? Oh, yeah, man. I, I appreciate you laying everything out. So just to, to add a little bit more context, um, this is something that we, we talk about a lot and we debate. And I'm really excited to talk about this and share with the people. Um, you being, you know, in SMB, like um, small business acquisition and like I have some exposure to it, but I, I guess I'm considering myself more of a real estate guy at this particular like juncture in my career. So, um, yeah, it'll be a really good, good discourse. But to, to answer your question, because uh, we're kind of like boxing it out, we're duking it out on this thing. Right. Um, I, what In my mind, I'm, I'm envisioning like we talk about like the pros and the cons of both and then just kind of do like a summary for for everyone. But in terms of the pros of real estate, like I'll just kind of go through like item by item. And then if you disagree or you have something to add, feel free to jump in at, at any time. Um, but one thing that I would always um, talk to you about is the ease of getting financing. Right. Um, to me, I can just if you have the credit, you have the income. I can just walk into a bank and get along. Like if you have like the right DTI, you you have the right profile. Like you should be able to like get a loan for a real estate deal relatively easy. Um, and I know there's a lot of ifs and contingencies within that. But um, if you're not purchasing a business like just straight cash or you know, cash from friends and family, like a lot of people do when they're starting out. If you're doing a business acquisition, you're going to probably get raked over the coal a little bit <laughs> um, when you're looking at the finance. And so I feel like obtaining financing for a real estate deal is going to come with a little bit um, more of ease, if you ask me. Um, I also talk about like, do, do you have anything to share before I go into the next point? Oh, go right ahead. Okay. So going to the next one, um, like, it's this is another debate in the real estate room that people always talk about, but um, it being passive, right? Um, real estate is definitely it's not 100% passive, like you don't have to do anything, but like owning the properties that I have, it does allow me to free me up. Like, I can work a full time job, I have like a couple other side hustles, I'm doing like the pot, that type of thing, and you know, the rent, the gross rent still come in every month, and you know, I have a property manager in place, so I don't have to actively manage the property um, and I can hire contractors. And so I, I have a team um, that can just pretty much run things without me being like hands-on. So it's closer to being passive. There's no 100% like passive investment. I guess you could say stocks that pay dividends, I guess would be the closest thing to just like hands-off with real estate. So close second in terms of like being a passive investment, but if I go out and my buy a business, um, especially if the business doesn't necessarily generate enough income to have like a manager or like 
a CEO in place or something along those lines, then I'm going to have to actively work that business. Um, and again, like for, for where I am in my career and like all the, the hats I'm wearing, that just wouldn't be conducive for me. So that was another reason why I chose to pursue like real estate versus like SMB was just the ability that it's a lot more passive. It's passive adjacent, I guess. Um, and then in terms of like exiting the property, I mean, especially like my portfolio is SFR single family residence. And with within that single family residence, um, I can not only sell to invest other investors, but I also can sell to just, you know, families, like people looking to purchase property to live in themselves. Um, I know I can, for the most part, people can get um, a loan, get out, exit 30 days, worst case, 60, 90 days to close the deal. And it's relatively straightforward. Like you just close on the property. Um, but selling a business, which I bought and sold business before, um, comes with, a, it's a lot more nuance. It's a a lot more red tape, a lot of other considerations, like negotiations are tougher. Um, you have to think through terms, have to think about like where you are in your life. Um, it's a lot different than just, you know, being able to put a property for sale. And then in 30 days, you go to the closing table and you get your check and go on your very way. So um, it's an easier exit in my mind. Um, it's a tangible asset. I guess there there's a Argument, I guess, depending on what type of business you buy, like those things could be tangible too. If there's like equipment involved or inventory, you could say, like, argue that those are are tangible. But um, getting people on board to like either finance the deal if you're doing bank financing or if you're trying to like do syndication and like raise money to go do deals like with real estate, people generally understand real estate. Like, it's not a hard concept to understand. You buy the property, you get a tenant, or you fix the property and then you sell it. Like the the business plan, the strategy is pretty clear and cut, like for the most part, without going into deep detail about different like fix and flip strategies or like the bird method and all that type of stuff. People in general just kind of have a better understanding of real estate itself. Um, so I would say that's like another benefit. So I'll stop there. I'll do a heat check, see where you are with it. Um, but those are just like some of the some of the pros that I can think of off the cuff. Appreciate that. Yeah. So it sounds like ease of access, ease of capital, ease of access are pretty much the attraction to real estate, just that there seems to be a road that's a little bit easier. But my question to you would be, does it provide an easier lifestyle for you? <laughs> and what I mean by that is, uh, well, first, let's, let's start off at the top. Um, when you, as you mentioned, when you come up with real estate, you you got to come up with the money to buy, renovate, rehab, and put the house back on the market, right? So while you can get a loan to purchase the property, if you have to do any renovations or rehab, uh, you still have to come up with the capital to do that as well. Uh, main point here I want to emphasize is come up with the capital, meaning that you have to have the money on hand uh, before you can actually do the deal. So if you don't have the full amount for the house, uh, oftentimes you're pretty much relegated to not being able to close on that property. Then on top of that, as I mentioned before, with the ease of uh, lifestyle, uh, let, let's just examine. I mean, what's the profit that you typically would make on a property after you purchase it? Typically, when you're renting a house, you might be make you might make in a range of one hundred to two hundred dollars a month. Now, I don't know about you, but for me, that doesn't really move many needles around here. It might, you know, be able to pay a Netflix bill, might be able to, you know, go out to dinner, but, and that's about it. It's gone. 
Um, and then on top of that, you still have to save from that $100 to $200 a month to uh, do any maintenance or make any repairs on the property or even account for the transition times when you don't have a tenant in the property. Uh, so it, it, overall, and just looking at the cash return on it in terms of making the lifestyle easier and getting you ahead, um, right away, it, it doesn't seem to be able to be in a good position to very much do that, right? And so when you evaluate buying a business, on average, you can make $60,000 on up. As you mentioned earlier, um, with your lifestyle, you, if you were to buy the business, you, you wouldn't be able to get an owner. If you didn't get an owner, you'd have to work in that business. But you could very well replace your current salary by working in the business by multiples, um, just simply by you know working in that business and in itself. And even from there, you have the opportunity to grow it, the revenues and things like that. Um, second point, uh, in terms of exiting the property, right? Uh, typically in normal market conditions, you can expect to earn about three to 4% a year in appreciation, right? So there aren't many levers that you can pull as a property owner that allows you to increase the value. So let's say you buy a project, you buy a house, you fix it up. Um, the, the most you could probably get is you have to look at the comps in the neighborhood. You're pretty much capped on how much you go. So if I buy a $200,000 house, if I put a million dollars in renovations in it, if the comps don't support it, then that million dollars is is gone. Um, it, it's not, it's going to be very hard for me to get that money back out of the business or, I mean, back out of the house or anything like that versus in a business, uh, I could take that million dollars and make an investment. And not only would I be able to get that million dollars back, you're talking about increase the multiple, maybe two, three, 10 times based on what you invested in. So you're able to switch a lever and grow the value of the business X fold, um, by using uh, different tools, which you don't have access to within the house. And then in addition to that, you have to keep on moving with the house, right? So when you're buying real estate, you get a payday at the end if you flip it, right? So you could make 30, 40, $50,000 if you flip it and sell it, right? Um, but the flip side of that is, you know, you just made 30, 40, 50. You, you now have to go find another house if you want to continue generating income. Um, with the business, you don't have to keep looking for more businesses. You just keep the business going and you're able to generate cash. And then just overall, if we look at the cash on cash, you're talking about eight to 20% overall on your return for a business. You're looking at hundred to 600% on average. So just to me, if you look at it, as I mentioned before, yeah, you get ease of access, but does not provide an easier lifestyle. <laughs> I'll okay. let you take it okay. from there. <laughs> oh, I love it. Okay. Okay. So let's um let's summarize because you you had a lot of good stuff in there. So let's 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 run down the cons of the real estate and then we can talk about a lot of the pros you're saying for like the um the small business buying. So uh the cons, like the number one thing you said was basically the returns, like the cash returns, return on investment. Um, generally speaking, audience, no, they don't necessarily compare. Like if I get a turnkey property, meaning there's not much to do with it, and I get a tenant in there. Um, yeah, the returns like every month, you're probably looking at if you have a mortgage, you put 20% down, you're probably looking at a return of 100, 200 bucks. And that's like actually pretty good for a turnkey property. Um, and to the mass investor's point, like you're not 
gonna be able to live on that. I, I know you said next Netflix bill is like I don't know how many Netflix accounts you have, but that's like a little expensive for a next Netflix bill for me. But I get the sentiment of what you're saying, man. It's just not enough to move the needle. You would need a ton of houses if you're getting 200 bucks a month. So I totally agree with that with that um, point of view. Um, that is one of the benefits of like buying a small business is the fact that the returns are um, gonna be astronomical in comparison. Um, so that's that's one of the cons, right? Is the profits aren't necessarily um, gonna be what you're looking for, right? Um, the initial, initial payment, so we could probably argue this one out too. Um, generally speaking, like there are other creative ways to like get like purchase properties without any money. Um, you could partner, you could, you know, try to wholesale, you could, um, do some like type of creative financing, like, um, assuming the mortgage, like assuming the mortgage, assuming the loan, that type of thing, uh, without having a lot of money down there, are a lot of books about that. And, um, I haven't done those deals, so I can't go into like full detail. I've done 20% down for all the properties I purchased, but, Generally speaking, um, like you could buy a property at like 20% down and that could like start to get really expensive. Um, now, on the flip side, the benefit of doing the small businesses, the the down payment for the, the small business is usually what, like 10% on a typical deal. Is that right? Um, so if it's 10%, I mean, the percentage is generally less for, for buying a business. Now, the dollar amount also could be different depending on the size of the deal. But from a percentage perspective, you would have to put more skin in the game like for a real estate deal versus a small business on a percentage um, basis, not a dollar basis. That would like be dependent upon the deal itself. So that's another one. Um, now, the thing you said about like adding value, like you can go in and add value to the business. 100% agree with that. Like you can't go into the business and add value there it's a little bit harder to do with real estate. Like you can fix the property up. Um, what what they call like forced equity. Like you're going in and you're, you're making improvements, and then you go get an appraisal and you say, "Hey, I, this is the state of the property. This was the current state, and then this is what I've done. This is the state." Like after um, I've made all these changes, you can do additional dwelling unit like ADUs, like the forced equity. Like you can naturally go fix like bathrooms, kitchens, bedrooms, that type of thing. Put new flooring in. That will also be like a forced equity, but there still are limits. Like after you exhaust all of that, that's pretty much it, right? You are then beholden to whatever, you know, um, appreciation that is received in the market. And to your point, yeah, it typically is anywhere between like two, three, four percent a year, um, generally speaking. So I'm with you on that, man. Um, okay, so I'll, I'll keep letting you cook. So I don't know. Was was there any other pros that you want to talk about with SMB before we like before you start talking about like the cons on your end? No, I think the only thing I would say is that I I made I didn't cover uh, on point one in terms of coming up with the money to buy, renovate, and put on the market um, with real estate. I mean, with the business, um, you don't necessarily have to come up with all the money uh, to purchase the business, you just have to come up with the deal structure that works. And what I mean by that is that, you know, you can come to a deal and if you talk with the business owner, you guys can come to terms where you can use the cash out of the business to pay off and structure a note. Um, you don't have to go to the bank to get a loan. Uh, you can, you know, 
get investors if you want to. There's this, there's a number of ways to get inside of a business it's that you don't have to come up with the money. You just have to come up with the deal. And so that's the uh, difference I'd like to say there. That's a pro, I think, that I don't have to go around and try to you know get get up with financing. I just have to get creative with structure. Yeah, I'm with you. So um, essentially, like you're saying, like the profit potential is better. I'm going over the pros audience, like for like SMB. Um, profit potential, like you do, you have a certain level of control and creativity over the business. Like it's yours, like you can change it around. You can um, like put management in if you want, like you can like have whatever marketing strategy, marketing scheme. Um, you just have those creative controls over it. And you generally have that with a property too. Like the only contingency on that is like if you have a HOA, which some of our properties do, there are certain like rules and regulations you have to buy by. Like you can't necessarily just paint the house purple if you wanted to. Like you that would have to be in the confines of um, the rules and regulations of the HOA. So that's something that's a little bit different too um, that may or may not be important to people. Um, I guess what could be a pro and a con for small business buying too is like the skills and the passion. Like you may not, you may think you have the necessary skills to go in and build a business, but you may fall flat. Right. Um, and the risk of failure is probably a little bit higher if I'm buying a business versus like buying a property. Like even if I'm the worst landlord, if I'm the worst at, you know, buying, unless I just, bought it at like a ridiculous multiple like if i hold it long enough and sell it i'm probably not going to lose my shirt where potentially with a small business i feel like you could be more prone to like like failure but you tell me i mean on the business side of it do you do you see that as a potential like risk versus like the real estate piece so just um yeah like adding to the um the whole piece about going in and trying to build a business like you know market factors industry risks like some industries may be um more difficult to enter than others um and then the other piece that we didn't talk about with the financing is um you do have to do like a now some real estate deals you do have to do like a, a what they call a PG a personal guarantee. Um, I've had to do that with like one of my deals. You have to personally guarantee a loan. Um, I guess if you could kind of talk about like getting a small business loan, do you have to do a PG or are there ways to go around a PG? Um, because you may not or may not necessarily want to do that. But you know, if I if I go out and I don't make a good deal on a property, like since the property itself is collateral. Like usually, typically, generally speaking, they'll just take the property back and then I kind of go on on my way. But if I go out and I like fumble and the business goes bad, then I still have this PG like they're going to be on my head because they can't unless the business has a bunch of assets they can take back and sell like they're going to be at my neck, generally speaking. So could you kind of speak to that as like the financing piece with the small business and like the pros and cons of the small business versus like real estate in that sense of like how you actually finance the deal, like with collateral versus non-collateral? I think you covered it pretty good there. I mean, yeah, you could go to zero. Um, the considerations you have is the type of business you would purchase, right? So obviously if you're buying an e internet business with no assets on it, other than the intellectual property or maybe the website or things like that, it's going to be harder to probably sell enough to recoup the costs that cover your loans. But if you have a manufacturing facility, you can, you know, with those facilities or even if it has real estate, you can use those assets as collateral. So you would be in the same position where you just sell off those assets in the case of event of the business going to zero. 
uh, to recoup and pay off the cost of the loan. So it just depends on the type of financing that you use and the way you structure it. But I, I think, you know, it's kind of similar. Also in terms of the personal guarantee, uh, 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 I wouldn't say there's any distinct advantage over real estate because you both can use the same structures in order to obtain the financing where in real estate, you can put the home in an LLC and then you don't have to do the personal guarantee after you have a certain property and it's collateralized and your business has established credit, things like that. So they're both similar in that aspect. I don't see where one would have an advantage over the other since they're both uh, very, very similar in that regard. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's, that's good insight. Um, So at the, at the end of the day, I mean, you know, it's just two friends talking about like, you know, the different industries that they're in. And the reality is this, everybody, like there's no right or wrong answer, like do what feels best for you, do what, you know, makes the most sense. And, um, you know, mass investor just prefers buying businesses. That's his specialty. You know, that's where he thrives and he's found a lot of success there. Um, I'm working my way up with the real estate game as I've entered it in like the past couple of years. Um, and I'm finding like some type of success there. So there's no right or wrong formula. The reality is like if you're trying to build wealth, you should like consider like all avenues, like turn over all the stones and like get as much information and do as much research as you can because you know, at some at some juncture, I probably will jump in and like buy another business, like um, especially if it strategically aligns with like, you know, the stuff that I'm creating and building right now. So I'm not against uh, the SMB community, SMB Twitter uh, <laughs> at all. It's just I'm starting to build everything with the real estate piece. And if you look at, you know, some of the wealthiest people, you just read like the Forbes magazine, with the usually they have um, a combination of like securities of real estate of businesses. Like, so again, like I can't emphasize that enough. There's no necessarily like right or wrong. There's no perfect ideal formula way to do it. It's just however you envision like building your, your business, building your dreams out. I mean, that's the way you should go about it at the end of the day. So before we close, like, do you have any other comments uh, before we before we um, get out of here? Yeah, I, w- I would I would say similar to you, just you know, at, in closing, that as with all topics, this isn't considered financial advice. You should just consult a financial professional. Each um, person's situation is different, right? Uh, so depending upon your goals, uh, your personal risks, uh, where you are, your stage in life, all of that would be taken into consideration as well in terms of what would work best for you at that particular point in time. Um, but again, consult with the licensed financial professional uh, to, to make the best determination. But these are probably just some factors to consider as you go about that decision. So, Well said. And these are just our opinions. Like We can't emphasize that. This is just our experience and our opinion. So well said. All right. And thank you all for joining us uh, for this last episode of Point of More Returns. We look forward to joining us again here in the next episode. All right.